0: Welcome, everybody. Uh, this is No Bullshit Gaming Podcast 2.5 Gamers session number 46. We are sharing actionable insights, dropping knowledge from our UA uh, game design and monetization day-to-day jobs. We're also discussing the latest industry news from time to time while having so much fun. But let's not forget, this is still a 4 a.m. conference discussion vibe, so please not take it too seriously. We have Felix uh, Braberg here, Jakub Remyar, and myself, Matija Lancharic, and a new camera. <laughs> or not the new camera, fucking <laughs> moving camera from Jakub. Oh my God, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, this is...
1: <laughs> we, we've acknowledged you got a new camera, very much, really nice, but you can't move around front and back the whole podcast <laughs> like that.
0: This is so annoying. This is yeah. so fucking annoying. I'm so happy oh about it as
1: well. That's more annoying. Yeah,
0: yeah I see. He's moving all the time. Oh,
1: okay, so uh, I
0: think uh, listeners, you won't see it, but uh, if you want to see like how he moves uh, around, oh, please <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, take a look at the YouTube. Also, while you are there, definitely subscribe if you didn't do so before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy New Year. Happy New fucking Year to everybody and to your new camera as well. Oh, no, no. <laughs> It's just a new app. The camera you had uh, already before, so it's fine. Exactly. It's Happy okay. New Year. Happy New Year. I'll go- oh my God, It zooms out. Oh my God, <laughs> dude, this <is> so, <laughs> distracting, <laughs> <man.
1: It's laughs> so distracting, man. It's so distracting.
0: all right. Never mind. <laughs> Never all mind. right,
1: let's just let's just go. I can't. Yeah, let's just go. Let's, let's just.
0: Okay, yeah, let's just start that. I think. Um, some of you already um, asked for this, and and Felix is also pretty happy about uh, the app business. Uh, and I got like recently one um, uh, email regarding my subscribe um, newsletter. That should I should definitely talk more about apps. So today it's not only about gaming. Oh well, it's not about gaming at all. But it's about apps. I mean, it's okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. We're getting Here into there. the app game.
0: It's <laughs> very. It's very connected anyway it's very connected anyway and uh, yeah so one important thing to mention we were uh, well at the top of the list for mobile marketing podcasts uh, well top 10 so thank you very much guys uh, from singular especially uh, John uh, for mentioning mentioning us in the article we are very happy about it thank,
1: thank you very you. much I'm very honored If you've built a mobile game for iOS or Android, you've experienced user
2: churn. You can win those users back, but it's getting more and more expensive, even more so to acquire totally new users. Enter cross-promotion with Addictive. By identifying your users likely to churn early, you can showcase another game in your portfolio before they leave forever, transforming a lost user into a new user, increasing your revenues. Learn more now at Addictive.com.
0: Amazing. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I could you want to kick it off? Yeah, yeah, I can start. Amazing. But please um, don't move.
1: Yeah, don't move too much because it's super distracting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't laugh
0: <laughs> as well.
2: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we're talking about apps today. So I took some case studies or let's say examples that I can talk about, uh, which demonstrates how monetization differs in apps. But does it really differ? It's more of a, like, uh, I would say, evolution of what being used in games. <laughs> this is the last time what? you're using that camera app on this Yeah, iOS, yeah, it's, like it's last <laughs> Yeah,
1: no way this is happening again. So we're going to
2: talk about Redecor, which is uh, less of a game, more of an app, or more of a game, less of an app. Uh, let's see. And then we're going to talk about our favorite uh, Duolingo. For those oh, why is it our favorite? Because they have great monetization. They very super monetization. well, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. It's yeah. like a gaming app well. that hides as an, as an app. Yeah. yeah it, it's it's like good. an app that hides as a game and you learn in process. Well, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we have that. And then uh, one other thing to go with it is Kahoot, which is like a subscription. It's yeah, our favorite app. app. Yeah, it is also our favorite yeah. that we use a lot. So why not? So let's start with Corp. read the core for those who don't know is in that special category of something between a game and something between an app it uh, pretty much is an iteration of design home that's the famous uh, game from crowdstar which was pretty much very very i would say it was very trending at some point but it pretty much created its own genre of people that are not really into games but in the end they are playing a game even though they don't know pretty much where they're creating this kind of decoration uh, genre, which is like, I would say, the real decoration genre, not the one that you have in like Gardenscapes and all these other match three games where you just have illusion of choice. Here you have actual choices. Uh, If I understand correctly, the home design game has even promotion for real furniture, like real world furniture. So you can even kind of, you know, promote your, I don't know if there's IKEA or whatever's there, but they definitely have connection to the real world there. Well, maybe uh, if you
0: didn't do a surface-level uh, review, then you would know what kind of uh, cooperation they have. Furniture?
2: Yeah. It's a lot of American furniture. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh decor <laughs> is an iteration on that because in Design Home you build the whole thing in 3D and they have all the furniture in 3D. Redecor, uh is uh, a game where you... Or is the... am I saying it wrong? Redecor is the company and the game is what? Uh, no, no, no. Redecor is the game and the company is... Uh, <laughs> forget that. We'll check them out. Anyway, what they did is that uh, you are decorating something that's more of an image, not a 3D thing. So what you're changing is pretty much just the textures. And what's really interesting that happened during even the development of the game is that they switched their monetization model from you being able to buy things directly in, in the shop. And they put in our good old gacha there. Yeah. Which, of course, skyrocketed the thing. So what it means is that you can buy some of the things when you're decorating those for few uses, but you cannot unlock the thing forever. You can unlock the thing forever in the gacha. And what's really interesting here is that this is this this app or game. It doesn't really pose as a game. It even the whole interface and everything UI is very very sleek, and it looks like an app. But in the end, it uses the typical, very typical gaming elements that are working perfectly on an audience that's not really looking for a game. So that's that's the main thing out of it. So gacha works great, even though you don't really expect like gaming people going into the app and like looking for their best, you know, slots in gacha and everything. Uh, So that works great. They have their typical hard currency, soft currency uh, loop there. So that's. I guess, normal, and the whole thing is based on this kind of very, very interesting voting system that's coming also from Design Home, where you vote on those designs and it's kind of player approved that this is like the better design out of the two and everything pretty much is a custom there. So that works great. And that's like a great example, like how to use pretty much streamline gaming monetization into something that's more of an app. But in the end, yeah, it, it's we can argue that this is more of a game.
0: So... Let's move I would to put something. that more in the game category. Yeah, yeah. let's move
2: oh, to category. something that's definitely not a game, but it actually uses a lot of gaming monetization. So if we go one step further with our examples, uh, there's the Duolingo app. Which definitely is an app. this is not a yeah. game. Yeah. Even we... respect you... for this app,:
1: Yeah yeah,. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they if... killed on the game design. If you gave this
0: idea, they must have very good systems and vectors. They do. Exactly. they
2: really do. So they're, they're very innovative. Uh, someone there definitely looks uh, very closely onto the casual game genre. Um, so what their main thing is is that they have the heart system from Match 3. So pretty much when you make mistakes during the courses, uh, the courses, by the way, are laid down as a saga. Why not? Whoa, <laughs> so you're okay. going through a journey of progression. They have the full-fledged uh, rooster of characters and the, the mascot, the owl, that teaches you the things. Like It's, it's very, very gamified. But as you go through there to the saga, each course have like, I don't know how many questions or whatever. I just randomly selected like Ukrainian course for, for starters and like went through some of it. And if you make a mistake, you lose one life as you would get, as you would lose one life within Candy Crush. That's normal. But what happens is that if you lose all of those, you can watch an ad to get one more life. Yeah, which is very good, yeah. uh, but it won't end there regarding the ads. <laughs> uh, ads are also shown uh, a little bit during the gameplay, if I understand correctly, as interstitials. Not gameplay, mate. Gameplay. gameplay okay. Usage. Okay. <laughs> play. Yeah, it's app right. usage. So you can get rid of those if you buy the subscription. Which also gives you unlimited amount of lives and you can kinda go at your own pace as it's advertised. Uh, so that's one way to get rid of the ads, but also what they did, and this is really brilliant. Like for me, this is the like the most important thing. They build even hard currency into it. Yeah, that's amazing. So you have gems, and if you earn gems, you can double the gems that you earned with an ad.
0: If and I, I, so, bad now that there was supposed to be a zooming out of, uh, or zooming in, like, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> be yeah, a that's really good. Cameraman. And
2: then uh, they have a free chest uh, offer in the shop that you can claim for uh, an ad. Uh, how would you use gems, if you ask, in this game? So actually, what people buy... App, mate, not game. It's yeah, game, It's an app, f- sorry. <laughs> uh, so what people buy here in this app is streaks. And oh, yeah. this is something very, very unique because I don't think so I ever seen it in a game, not an app. So what can you buy here is pretty much you are playing the game for some time and the game tries to encourage you to log in every day because you're keeping your streak and so on and so forth because you're learning, da-da-da-da-da. Whatever something happens, you didn't log in, you're losing your streak. But if you pay, you can freeze it and keep it. Yeah. Therefore, you keep your really, really high number of login days. That's nicely shining there. And you can continue. And you spend gems for that. So, yeah, uh, that's pretty unique, I would say, uh, for an app. And actually, it's pretty much completely... If I, I don't think so there's... Much uh, like uh, app play benefits regarding that, if you keep app your streak, <laughs> you app, app usage, usage. <laughs> <laughs> usage benefits. So there's just this kind of a really, really nice high number there. So yeah, I even have those like streak freezes equipped now currently that I can use, and if I guess I don't look tomorrow, I I still keep my streak. So, but I would say it's pretty subject subjective because. Only people that are kind of into it regarding the app users consider it valuable. And the game, the app can figure it out that this is value for them, so they monetize it. And this is really, really nice thing that they have there, that they pretty much were able to create value in their own internal economy, even though it's kind of very small and very shallow, and still they were able to monetize it. So that's, that's like pretty great. And the ad placements are like, I would say... Pretty good. Like for a game you could say it's pretty standard, but for an app, I think this is like next level in that yeah. category because I haven't seen anything that, that's been this 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 good.
0: Have you have you tried this one or any similar like language apps? No, I played well played. Used the Duolingo for, <laughs> for some time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course it's hard to switch. Uh when I actually was trying to learn more Spanish, so I used that quite a lot. Mm. Then I dropped out because Fuck
1: it. You lost your streak, right? And you couldn't watch an ad. I, yeah, That's I lost you my streak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. As soon then, as I
0: lost my streak, then I'm out.
1: It would surprise me. Like, I get the feeling because I was using Duolingo before they made these changes. And then also after they mm. the user changes. I'm trying to learn German. Uh, you know, I'm not really <laughs> good at it. <laughs> <laughs> you should. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, like, you really know, I, they must have hired a game designer and, like, put full trust into him because <clears throat> a lot of times when I deal with apps, especially on the ad side, Usually, like, the founders of the company or people high up, they don't want to change things that often. So they must have given, like, a full latitude uh, to a game designer to actually make these changes. And they must have trusted Mm. that person a lot. So it's very impressive and very good to see.
2: Yeah, I, I, I dig up some numbers on the...
0: On the Ooh, app. We did. Ooh. nice. Yeah.
1: Using our second and, uh, favorite data tool or favorite?
2: No, it's like a article <laughs> on the internet. Ah, okay. <laughs>
0: Actually, yeah. Some people started asking uh, like well, like which one is the best or like our favorite? The one, the first favorite or the second favorite? I have a lot of hate
1: for the second favorite one right now, so I don't want to name and shame. (laughs) Uh, So, what did I dig up is that in
2: 2021, uh, Duolingo generated uh, 224.5 million in revenue from subscriptions, and this would represent roughly 90% of the company's total revenue for the year. So, Mm. I guess the rest is done by ads if i understood correctly or some other streams of revenue that oh, i don't what? understand but mm. yeah it's still kind of very very subscription heavy so even though yeah they have these ad placements i guess it's not that big but it's even spoken by the ceo they don't want to kind of you know uh put you out of the experience of yeah. app usage uh but <laughs> one of the other key elements is that uh duolingo's very very heavy usage of ab testing and they said that the company runs around 500 tests every quarter to determine nice. the effectiveness of CTA buttons, pricing tiers, and so forth. So, I guess that's how they got into this current position. Mm. They have all these placements and everything because they, you know, yeah, they're they doing AP super test well. A lot. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's and how how that, it should be. Yeah, I th- I think th- this is the overall team in this environment where apps are trying to implement some gaming-based monetization or like mobile games monetization that you need to run a lot of A-B tests. You can run a lot of A-B tests because hopefully you have a lot of users there. And then uh, yeah, your users probably aren't that uh, stingy as the one in game business where immediately your Discord gets flooded because I have this feature that the other guy doesn't have and and so on and so (laughs) forth. So so, yeah, I guess it's much more easier for you to do that. And on the other hand, yeah, you're probably doing anyway kind of smaller iteration with this. You're not really kind of a yeah, we're changing now from Gacha into like a direct payment model or something like that. So mm-hmm. should be should be really easy to try to tinker something out.
1: So Remo, you said that Duolingo earned what, like two hundred million in a year and ten percent mm-hmm. of that was ad revenue? Well,
0: that was twenty twenty one.
1: So twenty twenty one that's quite long we'll ago, but that's still yeah. a lot. Like that's twenty million dollars a year in advertising yeah. revenue. That's like yeah, one point yeah. six a month. That's like quite decent. Yeah, that's
0: pretty, pretty good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's
2: this very nice case study on Google AdMob site that's called Duolingo Partners with the AdMob Platform to Optimize Mediation Strategy and Increase Ads Revenue by 70%. The problem is that I don't see the date of that article, so I don't know if this was before
0: or after. We should talk to our uh, Google friends. And uh, ask for some back
2: some
1: channel others. information, and
0: back channel information. Yeah, yeah.
2: but definitely, it's, it's like very, very nice implementation. Uh, for me, the <laughs> thing that 200
0: million It's that's very, very nice. Yeah, indeed. No, 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 that's and the a add to 20 million. The add, oh, 20
2: million. sorry, add that's add.
0: still, yeah, okay, still. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But the 200 million that, that comes from the gems that could be the streak freezing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's very subjective. Yeah, don't know.
2: But yeah, it's very interesting. But I would say this is like my way to go example when I'm asked always about like, tell me about an app that's done like gaming monetization, like implemented it properly.
1: Yeah, just for for context as well. So they're earning about like 50 grand a day in ad revenue, which would make them a like medium-sized gaming publisher on the ad side. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Easily. Easily. Yeah,
1: and that's Mm. a couple of years ago. So yeah. Yeah.
0: It could be much, much higher now. Well, I'm Um, pretty sure it will will be way higher in 2020.
2: Uh, Last thing that I want to show off is Kahoot, our favorite uh,
0: quiz app that we use. It's our favorite quiz app, yeah.
2: yeah, If you've seen us around on conferences. And uh, I've been using Kahoot for like quite a long time, I would say, for like five to six years probably. Even in University, I remember we were using it sometimes. Uh, but these guys are using mainly subscription. I didn't see any ads or no, I don't think so. Always subs- yeah. Yeah. Always but this is pretty much, I would say, the mainstream way was being done currently in the app world that you lock certain features behind subscriptions and those features add value into your kind of app economy. So if you look at the Kahoot subscription tiers, what they are increasing is especially the scale. So the higher the subscription, the higher the scale of the whole thing. Meaning that at the highest you can get 400 players per game, and the lowest you get just 100. And if I get free, it's like 25 or something. I don't I don't remember what's the limit there. We were just like of, like up to 50 or something. But yeah, if you, if you're running a new university course or something and you have the full you know room of students and there's like 400 of them, yeah, you want to have the Biggest subscription because they cannot participate, so that's a no-brainer. The other thing is that they have a lot of kind of quality of life features, and that's that's the usual way to go here. Like, if you cannot really, you know, cut features out of your app behind a subscription, and you want to, you know, give it to the user, it cannot be done because of the app design. Because cutting something out would be like giving you a car with two wheels. (laughs) Have a nice day. So if you cannot do that, uh, sell comfort. That that's like very 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 good thing. Like I always talk about this when we yeah. talk about ARPG. Speed of Excel does this. You want higher inventory, buy more inventory slots. You want you know this and that, buy buy this thing because uh, it's very easy, very I would say convenient. For instance, one of the examples they have here is that you are able to uh, do slide import from PPT presentations into Kahoot. So that's 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 very very good if you have already something done. You know. Can just integrate it immediately or have some kind of a student led mode. I don't know what's that. Or like collect feedback and opinions with pull and drop in. Yeah, like I guess some kind of more convenient features that you would be able to do anyway, but it's kind of a more of a hassle. So yeah. selling comfort behind subscription is also very good, especially if like there's direct value for the user. So I would say that that's the mainstream way. And I guess apps will need to switch a little bit more and more into Duolingo because still even though it's selling comfort uh, nicely through subscription you are still not monetizing like what 90% of your users which Duolingo does now that they have these ads so that that's that's very very good but again the key with the ads and I guess they run like thousands of A-B tests is to you need to kind of offset some part of your value economy into the ads so you know you can buy uh, the lives for gems, it, it's normal, but you can buy one life for an ad, meaning that you are pretty much giving the user free gems for an ad in, in its sense, I would say. So there's a budget that somebody designed in the app that said, okay, you can get this many gems through payments or like you know playing the game or whatever, and this many per day or per some kind of period of time through ads, and they have then the whole economy budget, and they pretty much cut it down and said, yeah. okay, this this amount of economy will allocate to ads, and you need to do that. So that's that's the, I would say, the main point of this whole discussion.
0: Nice. Okay, cool. Good. So good. Uh, yeah, uh, Felix, you want to take it from here and uh, talk about ads so I can then uh, yeah I think ads is a a nice like segment
1: so if Remo stops moving before I fly to Slovakia and bash his camera against the wall (laughs) oh please (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah like I said like this is primarily a gaming podcast right but in the last six months I've been working with quite a lot of non-gaming apps as well And so I just thought it'd be interesting to kind of talk a bit on the ad revenue sides and uh, compare apps to games and also give some tips on how you can improve ad revenue. So if you actually have an app. So uh, to first start (laughs) off, (laughs) almost a game there as well. Um, To start off, the biggest difference is obviously that apps tend to monetize uh, with subscription instead of IAPs. And that changes the dynamic, how ads and ad revenue can be perceived internally in an organization. Like in gaming companies, you know, specifically hyper-casual ad revenues front and center. And with apps, you have a lot of functionality, often like Remo said, built in behind a subscription wall. So when you work with apps, typically you'll uh, have a subscription team and they're usually not happy about implementing anything uh, that gets in the way of user subscribing or gives away any of that functionality for free in parentheses, even though you're getting ad revenue from it. Uh, so you have to kind of do a bit of the same back and forth, uh, between like the designers and like, like you do on the IEP front in games for anything ad related. Uh, usually what helps here quite a lot is actually, if you can yeah, make estimations, uh, very detailed estimations, I like can well. with decimals, you know, I guess, right? Decimals, so exactly so decimals. You can <laughs> say like, yeah, you can actually like, uh, yeah, estimate like roughly what like, uh, money can be earned from ads if you hit a certain threshold, yeah. um, On the mediation front, it usually looks a bit different as well. So a lot of apps, they also have a web page or like a web presence, which means that most of these companies use Google Ad Manager on both web and mobile app. So Google Ad Manager is a good mediation like for cross-platform because that's what it's designed to do. Uh, However, the main drawback here is that uh, ECPMs tend to be a bit lower compared to AdMob. And that's because... There's no gaming demand where it's quite hard to actually get gaming demand on GAM. So, uh, for example, uh, they do something called open bidding, but open bidding doesn't support unity app and or Facebook. So it's a bunch of other sources. So if you have video inventory, uh, you're actually missing out on gaming demand eCPMs, and they'll usually be about 10, 20% lower than if you do have gaming, gaming demand. So if you're actually using GAM and you actually want a a Google ad manager and you want to start opening up some gaming demand, um, you actually usually get the people complaining about the quality of the ads (laughs) because of, (laughs) you know, our discussion on fake ads and sexist ads. Like that's really rampant in the gaming, but not so much in the app industry. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But usually I say like it's best to actually (laughs) like actually try it out and ban these like sources. So you actually get some gaming demand to run it up. There's actually a simple and basic trip trick if you're trip on a trip as GAM. well. because <laughs> yeah. I'm on a yeah, trip. Take, yeah, take yeah, yeah,
0: take a flight to Dublin, then
1: uh, yeah, then take just, a flight uh... to Dublin and make friends with the Google. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you're actually using GAM, if you're using Gam and you want to try some gaming inventory, uh, the networks you'd want to start with is the usual suspects. So AppLovin, Unity, and Iron Source is good places to start, and Facebook. You can do that on Google Ad Manager, either via SDK, then you basically have to set up as a yield group and add a tag li- a line item, and then boom, you'll have gaming inventory. Uh, another option, if you have a lot like of inventory, so like you have a big app and you don't wanna go through the hassle of actually integrating the SDK, uh, but you still wanna test gaming inventory before doing the dev work. What you can also do is set up a buyer network via DSP and connect uh, to a programmatic deal and get them in through like Google Ad Manager mediation. Uh, you have to pay a bit of a higher cost to Google than you do through an SDK mediation. Uh, but if you have significant enough like uh, inventory to sell, that means that usually you can get AppLovin or Unity interested and yeah, make a direct deal with their DSP. Uh, so that's some very specific Google Ad Manager related yeah. tips.
0: <laughs> By the way, Jakub, do you remember when we talked about these SDK hustles and implementations and how we said it's it's kind of like a big problem to actually implement multiple SDKs.
1: <laughs> it's a very big problem. Yeah now he's like
0: oh well SDK hustles now he confirms our theory no oh, not theory cannot actually. confirm
1: or deny. Ads are course. beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah. and like you know the SDKs <laughs> are the intestines <laughs> Oh, Ah, the ad monetization business and to get beautiful ads. (laughs) It's easy. It would put
0: him
2: out of the job.
0: (laughs) Ah, Oh, my God. Okay, okay, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Of course, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) As usual, as usual.
1: Yeah. So apps uh, usually, like, know uh, their converting moments in their life cycle quite well. Uh, in gaming is also like quite easy to convince someone that after X amount of time, you should show ads and see how the oh, user base well, reacts. It's yeah.
0: <laughs> not that easy to convince someone, but let's, yeah. Let's, <laughs> not uh, easier let's go compared with... to that, but like, okay, I, yeah, I'd yeah.
1: recommend the same, like experiment <laughs> with both interstitials and banners and start running A-B tests a day or two after typical peak subscription conversion time. So if that's on day three and when you're getting new users, I'd say maybe start on day five, Uh like either with yeah, banners if, or interstitial, and see how it affects our tension. If uh, it's for day banners, seven
0: subscription, when would you start day 10? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah, a couple okay.
1: of days after. And then basically work my way down. Uh, okay. So for okay. banners, I'd keep uh, on a refresh rate of about 15 seconds to start with. It's quite aggressive refresh rate, but uh, it's like quite good for getting the revenue up. And it's, yeah, kind of the average that you're usually set in games. So basically start from there and work your way up or down to see how it affects recession, uh, retention. Put uh, <laughs> recession. Yeah, yeah recession. recession as uh, well. Also like a top tip for interstitials, uh, set an ECPM floor. Uh, so basically that guarantees that you're only showing an interstitial ad if you get paid a high enough ECPM. So basically that will help your retention number. And yeah, honestly, experiment. And that's half the battle won here. If you if you
0: set uh, the high ECPM floor, does it mean that uh, you will have very low fill rates as well?
1: Depends where you have. Like, so if you have a bunch of you know users that are in, uh, yeah, like tier three geos or anything like that, yeah, the fill is going to be low. But if you have a bunch of U.S. users, you could set a floor of around like seven dollars, right? And that means you're only showing interstitials, so you're not affecting retention as much. But that's something really good to like play around with because, you know, mm. everyone gets annoyed by interstitials, but if you set a price floor, you're guaranteed to get paid for that annoyance. So yeah, you're but not if always showing it.
0: Okay. But if then uh, um, it's like 100 uh, impressions for that type of uh, floor, I don't care. It's I'm not saying, yeah, yeah, but I'm not saying nice. set it
1: like super high, but the thing okay. also what happens is if you have multiple interstitial show, like like ad trigger points in your app. What can happen is that if you show more than four, for example, it's a recency. So you're paid less and less for each impression for the yeah. same user. So then you could cap it that way based on like how much money you can get instead of yeah, capping it on like your side. So you actually let the open market decide instead of you as a designer.
2: He talks about it like it's so easy.
0: Yeah, of <laughs> course. It's easy. Oh,
2: better here, 50 seconds or five seconds. Uh, interstitial every 10
1: seconds. Dude, mm. Nothing in this life is easy, but nothing <laughs> in this life that's worth keeping comes yeah. easy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Of course.
1: Yeah, it's basically
2: trading uh, retention for monetization. That's what it is. Let's call it by its right name. Yeah,
0: and you you need to find the sweet spot. That's it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And if if the sweet spot is with high ECPM floors and flaws, it won't hurt that the retention, that's fine. Yeah. But if if you earn like five additional like five dollars, <laughs> that, that sucks pretty much. Yeah. It
1: <laughs> But like that, that brings us to the rewarded ad unit. You You're know. zooming
0: out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. The rewarded ad unit, also known as the mighty harpoon of ad monetization mm. in the gaming mm. side, right? So the thing oh that my. sticks out here when working with non-gaming apps is that they tend to say that they're very interested in trying it, but they very rarely actually want to follow through and test it. Mm. So the bottom line is to give some... Like, yeah, you have to give up some portion usually that's behind the app subscription or unlock some new features and then put that behind a rewarded ad unit. So the thing to say here, uh, is uh, that like the ad rewarded ad rating unit is so accepted on the gaming side of the industry that users are guaranteed to have seen it before. And that wasn't the case a couple of years ago. Yeah. So usually what I have to do here is I have to explain it like this. So let's say you have a rewarded ad unit. That, like that usually gets around 15 dollar global average ECPM, so if you have a DAU of around 40,000 people and only a couple of them a couple of the percentage like are monetizing via subscriptions. So if you get an ad viewer rate of 75 percent and an imp down, so impression per daily active user of four on that 40k DAU, that's like 1600 dollars a day in ad revenue or 600k a year. So keep in mind if more every DAU is in a tier one geo, that ECPM figure will be around $30. So like, yeah, implementing rewarded ads can get you those numbers on (laughs) the ad revenue side. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, Yaku is shaking I, can, his head.
2: I can already see the Pokemon episode where the guy was selling Magikarp for 500 and he says like and if you buy this thing you can breed it and have two for 500 and yeah. then you have four for 500 and those four will have another four <laughs> for 500
1: my battle to get respect from Arima the game designer continues <laughs>
0: Well, this is even better <laughs> than my question because I wanted to ask if you use decimals in the ECPM floors as well, but this, this is definitely better. Of course but
2: you honestly, do. <laughs> <Of> course 75% ad <laughs> conversion, like you're super, super expert already if you can get there. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't think so. I ever saw that in a game. Like really? 60, like, uh, okay. A lot of games I have 75% ad view rate, mate. I, I, Yeah, I maybe to work on too much mid-core games where, you know, ads weren't the priority. But still, yes. you know, 75% is very, very high. Yeah, it's really high.
1: You yeah. could even say 50, but yeah, like it does happen. And it's not Oh, yeah of, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but
2: then we have different decimals, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> different decimals. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: anyway, I'm going to end my little segment here on a rant uh, over Facebook policy. So I think it was last episode or a couple episodes I mentioned that like if you have an app, Meta does not let you set up placements for a rewarded video, but actually hides it. So if you have a game, it's super easy to set up a placement for the rewarded ad units. And in the dashboard, it actually says like only for gaming. So I got a bit triggered to find out like why. So I dived into the Facebook documentation and there's like nine points that you have to meet to be compliant for policies Mm. for showing a rewarded ad video. It's things like tap to play, uh, can't be monetary nature, nature. So you can't give crypto or a cash transfer. And it's just a bit frustrating that Meta just assumes that you like apps don't know how a placement works. And it's like the only major ad network. Uh, in the world that basically makes it hard for apps not to show rewarded ads. And you have to jump through like a lot of corporate hoops to be allowed to show Facebook inventory on an app for like a rewarded ad placement. So what you can do here is you have to send like an internal email, like through the general contact link. Usually that ends up you bashing your head against the wall. So you actually have to send them like your ad placement with pictures and you have to say like how you're meeting all these nine points sometimes then the general like yeah. email they tend to maybe unlock it yeah after five years so the only way to actually get this unlocked is to have mm-hmm. a facebook like rep because they're the only ones who can actually do yeah, it but how can you and get quite facebook
0: easy. rep it's not easy to get these no days. it's not
1: no it's just it's just frustrating it's just like guys like you guys are on decline but why wouldn't you want to show rewarded ads for apps like it's just such a no-brainer to me it's just yeah, weird I mean, it's like yeah yeah
2: Sounds, again, super easy to get, like Series 5 Marvel cards.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Suddenly, we ended up in Marvel Snap universe. Suddenly. He's he supposed to
1: talk about Marvel Snap because there's no ads in that game, and that's why he keeps bringing it up. <laughs>
0: yeah, of course. Oh, 100%. No, we, we already talked about it like uh, earlier today, and uh, it was a good discussion, but we can have a, a discussion about that uh, sometimes uh, during the, January. They yep. definitely, so definitely want to just update the... The global launch uh, article that I wrote because uh, it definitely changed some things, and uh, it's good. It's always good to remind ourselves uh, and uh, others uh, how they do and how the how others came. Do as well that we discussed already. So, but back to the app business, actually. So uh, now, finally, the interesting part.
1: (laughs) Are you selling your soul for the app game?
0: (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, I, I work with uh, apps uh, here and there. Um, it's very close to to gaming in terms of the UA. It's slightly different, but uh, if you know how to do UA for games, then uh, well, you can you you will do good uh, job for apps as well. In here the slight difference is basically in the UA channel mix uh, where for games the Apple searches really suck balls. In here for apps it's actually like a big portion of spend. I would tend to say it's like more than every every other channel because yeah, it's really really the truth at least from, from my experience uh, if not the biggest then at least like neck to neck to Facebook or, or Google or TikTok for sure. But why is this like really important? Well, because of the intent of the user and because of like how the actually UA, uh, how this UA channel works. So, user is trying to search for different types of apps. You know, fitness apps, health apps, motivation apps, well, battery savers, whatever. Generative AI apps, you you name it. So. And this is how how the Apple search ads can bring pretty good results because it actually uh, pairs the results with uh, the user intent. So you might ask, what is the best campaign structure for Apple search ads? So there are like three different types and uh, and campaigns that you can run and uh, set up from the start, which is brand uh, campaign for brand keywords, competitors in your space, and some generic keywords. So, so let's... Uh, Let's say, oh, I will give you an example. Let's say my my app is called Generate My Pretty Face with AI. <laughs> So the brand campaign would be obviously the name of the app uh, and some some other synonyms uh, and some uh, mistakes and typos that can uh, happen. But then you have a competitor ca- campaign, which obviously I would use uh, Lenza AI. And uh, I would use also other apps in this space, such as uh, Dream by Wombo, Reface, Wonder, Cartoon Avatar, Faceplay, GoArt, et cetera, so you get it. And then in terms of the generic keywords, it's usually like okay, so AI generated art, generative AI, AI generated images, AI images, and stuff like that. So you can your app can actually appear in these search results. Obviously, we have more placements in the in the Lipo search ads, but they're still kind of new and uh, it sucks a little bit. Always, there. if there is something new in the, in the Apple search ads, just wait a couple of, uh, well, weeks or months until everybody tries it, and then the competition kind of fades off, and then that's the best time to actually start running those new placements. It's like the opposite, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's like, look, so there was this new... Um, a new placement uh I think last year uh, before these two days tabs and other tabs uh, other placements, man, I tried it, and it was so fucking expensive and they charged based on c p m model not c p a i or tap it's, <laughs> it was ridiculous now it's fine because nobody well not nobody but the the competition' is definitely way lower so so yeah, just to wait a little bit and well, if you don't have like super high budgets. And you're trying to be a little bit more efficient. Yeah. Just wait a little bit. Just wait
1: a bit. Question. Yeah. So just for context, like for an app, what's a CPI in the States, like for a fitness app or something like that, just compared to gaming. So I know like how I expensive no it is idea. on Apple search ads. I have no idea. Okay. I guess,
0: I mean, I
2: guess that's the same situation with genre. Yeah, exactly. App
1: app
0: genre. It's it's super different. It's super, super different. Is it, and it sub different $10 place? or is it like above $10? Oh, well, of course. Yeah, 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 of course. No, no, no. It's Crypto definite. app. Definitely sub ten ten dollars. Depends on the on the actual keywords and like how well optimized is your campaign. For start, it can can be like if you use the you know if you start running the the campaigns like right now and you then optimize as you go, then it's. uh, it can start like $5, 10 and then just, you just uh, optimize and get down uh, or lower the, the CPI afterwards. But I would start well in US and then adding other geo campaigns, like one geo per campaign based on the revenue, obviously, that uh, you have or you see in your internal dashboards. So but then there's like that's apple search ads then we have the usual suspects here like google facebook tiktok and and honestly sometimes even ad networks uh, it depends on like what kind of app you have and if it's uh, very close to what Akku mentioned at the beginning if it's a, well video is more game but you can have different uh, coloring apps different uh well what else i think different uh, apps
2: coloring also. apps are kind They're of more games same as Redico. well yeah Redico more is games basically well. coloring app if you, oh yeah true if you, okay, by the way okay. it's from uh reworks Reworks, I think. 2021 for 600 million.
0: So, okay. So
2: that's my correction there.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. So, but yeah, well, usually, like my usual combo is uh, Apple Search as Facebook and, and TikTok. Uh, because, well, for some reason, the apps I managed before and, and sometimes I, uh, I come to contact uh, are mainly published on iOS. But well, if you have an Android version, well, Google Ads is a must, obviously. So uh, easy. And then uh, if you have ad monetization, then all the ad networks that can work on the, uh, the AdRoss campaigns as well. In terms of the creatives, uh, the creative brainstorming and uh, the production is always a great exercise, not only for, for games, but for apps as well. And well, here, the like Jakub mentioned, the gameplay well won't do the trick. <laughs> <laughs> it's just showing up your your app won't do the trick because well, um you need in those creatives you need to showcase like what your what is your app solving actually like what kind of problem. So you can use usually like these, uh let's call them testimonials um both in static images or, or videos, but for apps, uh, static images actually worked always very well for me. So well, they're cheaper pro- to produce, but also the lifespan of the, the creative is shorter as well.
2: So, you use Matt Damon with crypto.com,
0: for example, you use <laughs> Matt Damon with crypto.com, looking Mars. looking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you you can do that as well. Uh, and then uh, the easy trick would be uh, that everybody knows, uh, turn this best performing static to video. <laughs> so it's midday one, cryptocom, looking or sh- like his eyes are, are going to shine. <laughs> that that would be very easy, <laughs> very easy, easy video. <laughs> but here, uh, for the app specifically, like you said, like the UGC content uh, makes much more sense uh, because it can un- uh, like underline the messaging so much and uh, you know Matt Damon talk, like showing up uh, for crypto.com that's perfect <laughs> that's perfect but you know like if showing up a real face uh, that talks about like the problem solving uh, of your that your app actually does amazing in terms of like experimenting here obviously using different UGC or influencers is a great way to, uh, to iterate on a, on a winner creative here is a slightly different in terms of the creative brainstorming because as I said, like you need to be showcasing the the problem solving uh then you can try different uh, approaches. I've just read an article about misleading ads in different uh well uh, different uh, genres or different verticals than games so might be an uh, interesting option. Most probably I wouldn't uh, go for it. But then, you know, if you they want They also to... have misleading ads. Yeah, they also the have apps?
1: misleading ads. Oof. What? <laughs> you think it's a crypto trading app, but it's really a language learning app.
0: Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs>
2: we should do an episode on that, definitely.
0: No, no, no. Okay, yeah. I will bring up the, yeah. the, the article next time and uh, we can definitely talk about it. Okay, Uh, then uh, in terms of the campaign optimization, um, this all depends on the monetization strategy. It's all, like both of you uh, discussed, obviously there in this world, like a lot of subscription apps. So it's it's more about how you can leverage different events and how you can uh, optimize for subscription. But if you have a hybrid app, which is great, and uh, as one marketing maven or, or industry analyst mentioned in the past, this is the best dream of the UA manager, <laughs> because you can combine all of, all of this optimization and leverage the you know the bad um, networks.
1: For, Did you just call uh, yourself a maven?
0: What that that was in the pocket <laughs> gamer article.
1: <laughs> Last time it was industry analyst Yeah, industry. this time it
0: was yeah yeah. So so this time how do you promote your How do you go from
1: analyst to maven? <laughs> I
0: don't know. I don't know. Well, it's uh, it's. Apparently you never that, know. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's apparently what uh, what you do in in game in gaming when you just put publish articles that are actually useful for uh, for people. You're you became maven. Okay, so <laughs> so but back to the actually campaign optimization. So you don't always only optimize for free trials or subscription events, uh, but you know you try to do this experimentation on on different events within your app. And even you can set up a combined events. So for example, if we if we take the generate my pretty face with the AI example, <laughs> you can combine an event, uh, let's say free trial and then uh, generate the profile picture in one event. So every time these two actions actually happen, you will send an event and then optimize for it because uh, this indicates that uh, this user that you just acquired is actually more engaged And this is all that matters uh you can also try to experiment on different events like generate profile picture like five times in the last uh three days or well in the first three days of the of the user journey you can uh you know whatever it's uh it happens between a free trial and subscription you can even uh try to look into different um, events that happens after subscription but then the problem would be it just takes a long time to actually get to that level and uh get those data in so ideally you're looking on like day one day two maybe day three of uh, of data points and then use that in the campaign optimization as an uh, as an event so yeah mm. that's uh yeah easy easy mm. sounds always easy sounds always easy
1: <laughs> always sounds easier than it is. Mm, yeah, if you're speaking to Remo about it, because I do oh, so well, much shit.
0: One more thing, <laughs> one more thing that the, you mentioned, uh, I feel, is about the web uh, web pages, because then uh, that came into my mind. A lot of apps have these uh, web pages with uh, subscriptions and everything uh, there, so they, you know, they don't need to pay the thirty percent on the App Store <laughs> side of things. So, how do you run UA for that? It's well. It's the same thing with just different uh, different events that you need to optimize and different, uh, let's say, tracking solutions. But then you're using, well, you can't use Apple searches, but you can use actually Google AdWords and the, the actual search that <laughs> that was before. That was before. Um, also available on the app, uh, um, well, on the mobile side, but now it's uh, available on the, the website. And then Facebook, TikTok, you can run these... Um, these uh, UA channels based on the, the events again, like you said. So it it can be subscription in this uh, this case. It can be free trial in this case. It can be as well like different uh, things that users actually do in the in the app afterwards. Hmm. So yeah, there you go. And also, uh, so thank you very much TikTok for sending me a lot of swag. Uh, next time I'm, I'm bringing a uh, either a cap or, or some some other things for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so a great. Christmas gift. Mm.
2: Yeah, I think like the main main thing out of this is that you need to know your value economy, even though it's an it's an app, and then you need to be able to sell it properly. Yeah, and therefore, based on that, you set up your UA setup and creatives that are fake. As I, I, not I've fake,
0: heard. dude. Come on, <laughs> <I'm> not fake. <not, laughs> Well, next time we'll shut up about the fake maven. The fake maven. Fake, fake maven. Yeah, fake, maven. <laughs> fake maven. You're a uh, fake
1: maven. All right, let's, yeah. let's finish this so we get below the 50-minute mark.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for listening uh, and watching as well. Definitely subscribe on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify and wherever else. And keep sending us the feedback. We really appreciate it. And uh, Jakub is moving like an idiot. So the camera moves as well. So this is the best time to end this. Until next time. Thank you very much, guys. Bye, Bye Bye.